What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. I'm super pumped. We've got a very cool guest joining us today. She has a, a veteran, a beloved veteran to our country. So we want to thank her for her service. She's also an author, yoga lover, mother and grandmother. Please welcome Donna Kennedy. Donna, Thank you for joining us today. I am super pumped to have you and have this conversation. And so, um, you know, I love what you said in your bio. Hill. You're grateful that you've been able to take your personal challenges and help others find what inspires them. And so that really is an alignment with what we're all about here at Label Free Podcast and are the community that we're building. So I kind of want to go back into a little bit of your history. You know, um, what made you become a veteran, get into the military for, for our, our great country? <laughs> Um, initially I, I, I live from, I come from a little bitty town and I wanted to get away. I discuss it in my book, but I just wanted, I needed a life. I needed something to get away from the dysfunction of my childhood. Yeah. And I was, I was very good in school and I wanted to be able to go to college. So the military, I went into the air force. It was oh, wow. the perfect choice for me. Yeah. You got to be smart to get into the Air Force, though, don't you? I don't know that you have to be smarter than anybody else. I think you, you they just have more guidelines. Like, they don't accept GEDs, and they don't accept right. uh, if you've been in trouble, you know, that kind of thing. But I don't right. think you'd be smarter. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that when I say smarter, I mean, like, well, I mean, obviously, GED, you have to have your diploma. So that right. you had to have gone through the whole process and, and graduated. Did you, so did you start flying planes? No, no. Uh, I was, I worked in an amazing career field though. I worked, um, back in my day, we uh, had AFSCs and like, um, mine was command and control. So kind of like then, you know, if you're at the emergency room, you have a head nurse or a head doctor. Yeah. Mine was in the command post. So if you've ever watched any of the movies where they're on head underground sack, yeah. where they okay, that's what I did. Oh wow! I, yes, I worked in the command post at Offutt Air Force Base, and we handled like the emergencies of a base. Oh, okay. and it was very very stressful, but I loved it. It was wonderful. And how long did you serve for? I was I would I would have stayed forever, but I was medically separated at just under eight years. Oh, okay. I had some medical oh. problems that they kind of caused. So, yeah. So then well, that's was- still a long time. So, I mean, again, thank you for your service. I think this day and age, it's, you know, we've kind of gotten a little detached from what people like you have done for our country, especially mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. And it's for me, and I come from a, a military family, like, you know, cousins, and my grandpa, my dad, you know, so for me, like, I just really you know, respect what you guys have done in my, you know, my brother, he was a Marine, so um, it can't be easy. So when my brother came back from Marines, he, you know, he was in a, you know, I think he had some PTSD. So when you say that, you know, some of the, your issues were caused by that. So what did you end up going through? <clears throat> well, frankly, I didn't go through the kind of things that a lot of veterans went through and it gave me, it was hard for me at first because I would go into the VA hospital and see people with no limbs or missing limb or, and it took me a long time to accept the fact, but I have, uh, I have PTSD. Well, one of the things that attracted me to your podcast was label free. Yeah. Because there were so many labels put on me that, you know, when it's kind of like if you're buried in rocks, okay. 
Yeah. It was trying to get them off so I could write the book so I could become this person. Yeah. So anyway, but part of the, the um, labels were PTSD, uh, phobic avoidance, anxiety disorder, uh, disabled. I, I'm, I'm a 100% disabled veteran. So oh. I receive a full pension. Okay. But it took a long time to get there. And it took a long time to get there as my conditions worsened. Oh, so, wow. yeah. mm-hmm. And so you experienced all those mental health issues because of your service in the Air Force? Yes. Well, I'm going to say partly. Partly. What actually happened um, is, and it's hard to explain, okay, but sure. Sure. make it kind of best. Easy. But <laughs> even, even in the beginning of my book, there the very first, the prologue is about what happened to me. Yeah. And um, I, when you're in the, when you're in the service, especially as a female, I had a child and you have to be able to be ready to go at a moment's notice. So you sign the forms and you say, if I'm going, my kid's going here and I'm doing this. And I'm okay. Yeah. So I signed everything. Oh yeah. You gotta be ready. And so my husband was a flyer. So he was already. So desert storm, desert shield kicked off. This was 1990, 1991. And um, I had to go. So I had gone in the service in 1984. Wow. So, um, you look great, by the way. You look great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have never thought that. <laughs> oh, I'm 58. <laughs> Dang, yeah, girl. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was 1984. And I somehow was skipped over for chemical warfare. I never went through chemical warfare training. Wow. Didn't know anything about it. Well, in my career field, I was in the command post. We yeah. had to be on mobility. I had practiced for years doing mobility training, had a big bag full of stuff ready to go. Yeah. Never had I done the chemical. Well, and as you know, back in those days, it was all about chemicals. They were doing this and doing that. Right. So I became what they called non-worldwide capable because I had severe claustrophobia and they couldn't figure out why. So the Air Force decided in their great wisdom, they were going to hypnotize me. Get out. No. Oh, it was wow. a major, major, I won't cuss, but it was a major, major flub up. Sure. And uh, it was it was just so bad for me. And um, 30 days later, my husband called and said, I don't know what the hell you did to my wife, but you've got to fix this. Yeah. And basically, I was never the same because of the repressed memory. You'd have to read the book, but in the very beginning, it's just so everything that I write is so true. It's what I saw. Right. All of this brought up the repressed memories of things that happened when, as I was a child. Okay. So that's what caused all these things. Okay. So I didn't go, I mean, I was overseas stationed overseas, but I didn't go to war. I didn't do all the things that all of our very, you know, our heroes did. Yeah. I served. I, you know, I was good at what I did and I was kind of pressured yeah. to voluntarily submit to hypnosis because I was in a career field where they paid you bonuses and they had put a lot of money into my security clearance and my training. Sure. So I was kind of forced to do something that really, really messed up, messed me up. That that's unfortunate. I mean, 
I I don't know if I'd ever do hypnosis, but you know, I, every person I've talked to or that I know that has, you know, been in the military has got some kind of lasting effects from it, you know, and they've had to deal with it in a certain kind of way, whether it's PTSD or something, you know, anxiety or whatever. Those, those are all the different um, types of mental health issues. Oh, right? sure. Yeah. You know, and I think that get, you know, after being in such a restricted, you know, um, type of lifestyle and having to be a certain way, you know, rigid lifestyle, that getting out into, so, into, you know, society is a huge adjustment in itself. I had some, um, I went right from, I went right from the military into a, a GS position. I was doing well. I was finishing my uh, accounting degree. Everything was fine. But I just, I, phys- I had some physical issues as well that was part okay. of my disability. But I just started getting worse. It was, it was strange. And yeah. what was so bad about it for me is you're never going to hear anybody tell you the VA who was paying for my total college pulled me out three classes from finishing my accounting degree. That's oh, how, wow. yeah. It's it's been a weird situation. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. But, but now anyway. let's like let's switch gears. So okay. now you lay down, you quit the taking the prescribed medications, you stop mm-hmm. cigarettes, and you walked away from anything causing you harm. And that's huge. That's hard to do, right? When we're used to a certain way, it's very scary to like switch gears and completely change our lives. And now you are an author. And you, your first novel is called The Truth. It's book one in your So Help Me God series. So talk to us about that. Tell okay. us about the book. Show us the book. We want to hear it. We want to support you. We want to know all about it. I can see it. Yes, The Truth. Okay. There you go. Yep. Um, what I did was, like I said, I told you about the hypnosis. Exactly 30 years later, January of 2021. I don't know how to explain this. I... Uh, I used to have the depression or this and that would come and go. And I would put my feet on the ground and be like, if I've got to do this one more day, I don't want to do it. Right. Well, that 2021, it's like I became that same young 20 year old that felt amazing before the hypnosis. So I woke up and I had, I was engaged and that fell apart. And I was like pretty thankful it fell apart. (laughs) And I went (laughs) and I went and had a pedicure and they cut, a big chunk out of my foot. Oh, I got great oh. stories. Anyway, <laughs> I had oh to sit God. for six weeks. Well, now when I was sitting, I'm not a big TV watcher. I started watching a TV series. Okay. And I thought, you know, if they can tell their stories that yeah. are made, I can tell mine. Well, I had tried to write a memoir, but it was, it was overwhelming. It was just too daunting because I had my mom's true stories. I had my, you know, all these true stories that, Nobody wants to be sued. I didn't want to talk about anybody that's dead that can't defend themselves. So right. I tucked all inside of a, of a fictional story. I yeah. put all of my truth in there. Yeah. And I made up this fictional romance that kind of led to everything. But all anybody who actually knows me will read the book and they're like, <laughs> what's true? What isn't true? Yeah. yeah. Because I tucked it in there. But I wanted the book is about a young woman who was in the military. She goes through hypnosis. She goes home to find out what really was true. And all these are there. All these things are true. And she writes this novel. Yeah. But when she writes this novel, all hell breaks loose because the people she talked about, the, 
the story she told yeah. every, you know, it becomes a big mystery. It becomes, so she starts getting threatened and she, all these things happen to her and um, it, it's really good. I mean, I, I'm so pleased with all the wonderful reviews that are coming from it. And I just have so many more stories to tell. That's so it's going to be more and more series. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Can we get a round of applause today? Woo! Today I'm excited to announce Manscaped launched their ultra premium collection. Believe it or not, it's for your not so private parts. I'm talking about a leveled up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. And let me tell you something. Oh, it smells so good. My man wears this every day. This is an all-in-one skin and hair care kit for the everyday man and covers you from head to toe. Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and use the code LABELFREE20 for 20% off of free shipping and So um, watching TV was your inspiration and motivation to start writing? I don't know that. I think it was the fact that I had woke up and I felt so good. I mean, 2020 was bad for all of us, but I was physically having issues. I had like three surgeries that year. Oh, geez. All so right. 2021, it was just like I woke up and I felt like me again and I was happy and, you know, and it was just so much easier. So when I started watching the series, I think what that did for me was like, you know, if, if TV can show these trigger warnings, these terrible scenes, then yeah. I can put mine in the book, you know, because there are definitely trigger warnings to my book. You know, it's a psychological thrill thriller. It's like, you know, all these different things. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I just felt more comfortable to be able to do that because I knew I could put a warning on my book so that it wouldn't make anybody, you know, trigger on something. So what is your what's your message? For your book, from your My book, book, your series, what is the message? The message is never, you are never too old. Yeah. I, I believed all these labels and I mean, I just went down, down, down. And when I started feeling better and I started doing all these things, it was like, I'm not too old. Right. I, I haven't passed a point where I can live again. I don't have to have, you're a disabled vet, you're depressed, you're this, you're that on me. I got to wake up and say, no, I'm a 58 year old woman that's still hot. And yep. I'm a 58 year old woman that has all these great things to give people. Yep. And I wanted to help young girls. I wanted to help women. I wanted to help boys that are sitting back, that are abused, that are, you know, buried in all this and realize you don't have to put that on you. You do not. You can come out of this and realize that's not you. That was, that was what done to you, but that doesn't make you that person. And it took a long time to get there a long time. It's very hard. That's one of the, you, you nailed it on the head. That's why I started the podcast is because, you know, I was a widow. I'm a human trafficking survivor. I've been abused by my father, by boyfriends. And, you know, mm -hmm. you put, we put labels on ourselves and society, people, family, friends put labels on us. Right. And yes. when I, after my husband passed away and I started, like, I, I went into fashion design for a couple of years. That was like, it was great. 
but I just couldn't keep throwing money after, you know, after it, because it's, you have to have deep pockets to really yeah, yeah. become successful. And so then I figured like, what's next? And that's when I, you know, got into podcasting and, you know, it was so important for me just to kind of say, you know, what? I, you know, it was, I, I'm not, a, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm a widow because I was married and my husband passed away, but that doesn't make me, uh, that shouldn't stop me from starting my life over because no. I was like, I should be ashamed that I was dating. Oh, how dare you like keep moving forward. You know, I was like, I was supposed to sit in a corner somewhere and rot. And I was like, no, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to do that. And so, you know, and just other things from, from people, you know, just, but so I can totally relate to, and that's why I started the podcast because I feel like when we step out of that fear, step out of that self-imposed labels or society-imposed labels that we, you know, we're stepping into our voice, we're stepping into our power, into our strength. And, you know, it's never too late. It's never too late to kind of like go pursue a passion, pursue a dream. And just like, you know, you never know what you're capable of. And those things are, those labels prevent you from actually reaching your true calling. So good for you. Thank you. I got some of the best advice in from one of my VA doctors, two, two actually. And one told me, he told me, he said, you know, if you were laying bedridden for a year and all yeah. of a sudden you got up and you could walk, people would be like, hallelujah, it's a miracle. But if you are depressed and they have anxiety and have all these things weighting you down, it's the same. Yeah. But when you start doing things again, you know, people look at you like, well, maybe, you you know, you just use that as an excuse. You did right. this or, you, you know, and there was just so many different things. And one of the VA doctors, when we were discussing my hypnosis, she said, you know, that's the man that ruined your life. Yeah. That doctor. And I was like, no, you know, I still fell for the labels. I still had, I still have issues. They're not just labels. There are issues, but I took control of them. Right. Yep, Exactly. When I learned that I, if I could get up and say to myself, I am mad today, but I'm mad because ABC, right. I am sad today because it, but when I was really depressed, I would walk around my house going, I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. just don't know. I didn't know. I just felt it. That's yeah. when I knew that, that I had issues, you know, that I couldn't control. But once right. I realized the things I could control, that was, that was my ticket. That was, yeah. that was the answer for me. That's beautiful. I love Thanks. that. Well, congratulations on your rebound and, you know, like your rebirth, so to speak, you know, exactly. <clears throat> and just like finding a new path that is obviously so fulfilling, rewarding for you. And I just give it up to like your, you authors. I just think it's so incredible that you can write a book, just like kind of put that story together. Cause it's just, you know, it, that that's amazing. That's a skill. It's a talent. So yeah. Um, I think you need to read it if you get time. You'll enjoy it. I think as a survivor, you're going to enjoy it. So tell us, you have your you're working on book two called The Truth. And so when is that going to be coming out? I'm working hard. I'm hoping before Thanksgiving. Oh wow! Yeah, because I'm still writing and I'm about to finish my first draft, and then I got to send it to you know off. But I'm hoping. But see, I self published, and I did that for a very specific reason where I didn't want someone to tell me what my cover could look like, who my characters could be. Plus you make more percentage of royalties, but it was more for control, you know? So um, it's a little harder to get going. It's a little harder for people to know about it, of course. But like I said, you know, I'm home. I'm, 
I'm disabled. Before I didn't know what to do with myself. And now I keep myself constantly busy. Good. I can market all day long. So yeah, good for you. I, I like self publishing. So I'm hoping by the end of the year, by least. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Where can people find you, connect with you, support you, and buy your book? All right. You can get on, I have a website, dfkennedy.com. Okay. I have a link tree, which connects you to all my social, but they're, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, all of those. All the but, stuff. <laughs> all the stuff, but I don't know how to work, but I try my best. <laughs> and um, the book is for sale on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and Books a Million. Right now, I'm still working. <laughs> You guys, I'm going to put all those links in the show notes. So go ahead and go check her out, support her, click on those links, follow her, all those good things, because that is the best way that you can support people like us, us creators that are out here doing what we love to do. So please don't hesitate to go check her out and buy her book. And so this is the part of the show where I like to ask for last words of wisdom and advice. So what do you want to leave with us today? Basically, it's never too late. No matter how old you are, where you are, how many marriages, how many, whatever, it's never too late. And you are never stuck, never stuck. And that is my main thing. So many people believe they are, you know, there's nowhere to go. I don't have a choice. You're never stuck. There is always a path, always. Yeah. Maybe I'm getting there, but there's always a path. Amen to that, sister. I love that. That was great advice. Well, thank you for being an incredible guest. I'm so happy for you and your rebirth in life and being this new, amazing author and this series that you're going to be doing here and and creating over the next couple of years. So we're going to wish you lots of luck and Godspeed and lots of success as as you are, as you become more and more of an author, if that even makes sense. That makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Donna, so much. It was such a pleasure. It was to you. Thank you. Have a great day. You're welcome. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Please don't forget to subscribe, follow, like, comment, share, rate, review, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.